Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley. Today, we are exploring a deep philosophical question for some of us. I'm sort of being sarcastic, but that question is, to eat meat or not to eat meat? That is the question, to quote a little Shakespeare. I have been thinking about this more recently in my own life, and it's come up in a few of my coaching calls, so I thought I would tackle this conversation on our podcast and just give you some things to think about. You know, I know many women who are vegetarian or vegan. I know many women who eat lots of meat. I know women like me who have tried going vegan and absolutely hated it, and I know others who thrive on it. And there's there's just some things I want you to think about with this. And this is coming from a place of what we're going to talk about today is things I learned on a a show I have watched recently. Netflix can actually teach you things. Who knew? Um, Some thoughts I have around some scarcity that I've been seeing around town and just the quality of meat that is available to us specifically in North America. It's a little different um, in European countries. And I know we have some listeners kind of all over the place. So in some places, some of this is applicable to the most majority of our listeners, but for some of you, it might not be. And so let's, let's dive into this on kind of multiple, multiple levels here. You know, the first thing, we'll we'll just start at the beginning. So I have been watching the show um, Down to Earth with Zac Efron. It's on Netflix. I don't know if they're going to do another season or not, but I always am excited when I actually learn some stuff or, you know, get to expand my own knowledge. You all know that I'm a nerd by now. So Um, he has several episodes on there where I actually learned something. And one of them was they went and interviewed some people in Italy on an island, which is one of what are called the blue zones. And so if you're not familiar with this term, blue zones are certain areas of the world, I think there's seven of them, where the average lifespan and age is significantly higher than in the rest of the world. And so they look at why that is. Like they they have lots of sen- what they call centennial centurions, something like that, centurions, I think. Um, so they're people who live to at least 100 and many that live beyond that. And what they look at is like, what do they have in common and, and what are some of those things? And so one of the things that they have found is that their diet is different from the traditional you know, diets that we have in the Western world. A lot of it is regional based and they're eating off the land and eating the things that they're, you know, have readily available and making all their own stuff. So it's low on processed food and they're making all their own stuff. And one of the things that it's low in that they don't eat all that frequently, though they do eat it, is meat. Because meat is obviously you have to butcher it and do all this stuff. And so they're not eating a ton of it. And they live to be over 100. I'm not arguing that any of us you know, are on a mission to live to be 100, though I was listening to a podcast where they talked about this some. And it's like, <laughs> you could just ask a question, like, what if I live to be 100? 
or more. What, what would that be like? And these people who are living that long are really with it. Like they're, you know, they're not suffering from dementia as much or disease. You know, they interviewed one guy who was, I think 98 and he walked like up a huge hill and went to have his daily glass of wine. So very interesting stuff. And what I want to bring to this in terms of meat conversation and whether or not we should be eating animal products and meat is, you know, we are designed as you like looking at our evolution. We've always consumed meat on some level. However, particularly in North America, we have moved to where that is like the staple of our diet and not just something that we have sometimes, which it used to take a lot of effort to have meat. You had to go hunting. You had to spend a bunch of energy to kill the thing. You had to do all this work to, you know, skin it and preserve it. And in Alaska, where I am, there's a lot of people who do that. They go moose hunting and caribou hunting and bear hunting. And like that provides for their family and is a huge source of, you know, their meat for winters. You know, it, it can last more than one, but for at least one winter, you know, they're, they're really getting that experience from the land. The majority of the world doesn't do that. And even though it's about in Alaska, you know, we supplement with, I, I personally have never really become a huge fan of moose meat. So, you know, we're supplementing with other stuff. My point is with this, so we've, we've gone skewed in the wrong direction and what this leads to, and this is something I talk about, you know, in, in my program and kind of part of what we educate women around is we have reached a point where we are skewed in a bad direction in terms of our balance of good fats and bad fats. And there are good fats and there are bad fats. And one of the bad fats is what's known as there's omega-3, 6, and 9. And so omega-3s are your really good fats. There are things like they come from fish like salmon and olive oil and um, to an extent, coconut oil, avocado oil is really high in, in omega-3s, olives. There's certain things that are high in omega-3s. And then you have your omega-6s, which are found in your meat products. So it's pr primarily red meat, but also in some poultry. And those are the omegas that can cause issues with heart disease and obesity and clogging your arteries and all the not good stuff. And then omega-9s, no one really talks about. So we'll just leave those on the side. What happens is we are, you know, to really truly be healthy, we're supposed to have a good ratio of omega-3s and omega-6s. And that ratio should be somewhere around like one to three, one to four. In the United States, and this was actually several years ago that I last looked this up. So it's probably even worse now, but that ratio has changed to like one to 24. And so we are getting far too much omega-6 and the primary place that is coming from is our meat and the meat we are consuming. I think I've talked about, you know, meat and kind of quality of meat at one other point on the show after I went to a steakhouse with my husband that horrified me. But in terms of looking at this question for yourself, there's health reasons, which is what I'm getting here at to here is to not eat as much meat. I'm not saying to stop eating meat, but not eat it as such a staple of our diet. And so the majority of what we should be consuming are vegetables and whole grains and things that aren't packaged. And, you know, if you're really looking at making some changes with your nutrition and your diet in the new year, because we're still in January, so everyone's still focused on that right now. I was going to share a little bit about what I'm doing and, you know, you can decide if that's something that you want to do or need to do for yourself. We 
I'm not saying don't eat meat. I still consume meat products um, and I like meat and there are times when my body craves it. However, I've shared before on the show, you know, I had a friend that we met up at a, a conference and he was like going vegan and wasn't overly happy about it, but he shared, you know, and I, I shared my experience with that, which was that I felt like crap for like two weeks and hated it and had no energy. And just like my body really didn't do well there. Cause it, I'm a protein type. So, and I know that about myself. So I, I need protein. And that's not to say that you can't get enough protein from plants and from beans and legumes and things like that. Just sometimes you need to supplement it with, with a little bit more. So in any case, you know, he was, but he was sharing his largest portion on his plate was always his meat. So you can look at like, what's the biggest thing I, I did a post on this on social media, I think last week, like, what is the biggest portion size on your plate for my husband and my stepsons? It's always whatever the meat is. And then they, you know, might have a few other things. And so we want to reverse that. The meat should be the smallest portion. You also want to look at the quality of the meat that you're eating. One of the things that I committed to, you know, I'm, I'm eating less meat. I'm still eating it, but I don't, I actually don't always want it. And so I decided after, you know, learning this stuff about blue zones and whatnot, not like I'm trying to live to be a hundred, but I'm always striving to be healthier. Right. And so I am moving to more being primarily plant-based, but still having some of my, you know, meat products and, and whether it's bison or moose or grass-fed beef, or I, I do eat, chicken somewhat regularly, but not having it be every day and not having it be at every meal and focusing more on upping my, my veggies. And so one of the things that I'm doing is we do eat out sometimes. Um, you know, I don't always cook, I'll be honest. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just be real here, ladies. I know all of you experience this as well. So I have committed to, I'm not ordering anything when we eat out that has meat in it because I don't know what the quality is. And unless I can really truly say I trust this place, there's one place in Fairbanks, Alaska, just the tips if you happen to live up here, where I know that she's getting quality meat and that it's going to be okay. And so I'm okay eating that from there. But for the most part, if we're not eating there, like I'm not having meat anymore. And that's okay. I don't have to. It's all good. So that's just one of the things I'm doing. So you can start to look at this for yourself, but you want to look at like where's your proportionate your proportions at? What's your likely ratio with omegas, there's ways to test these things um, and know, you know, how, how imbalanced your good fats and bad fats are in your body and how it's likely impacting your heart and your arteries and all that stuff. And then you want to really ask yourself, like, what is, what are your values when it comes to food and to eating? And is it reasonable and possible for you to consume less meat products? Also, my third thing with this was that, you know, I don't know if anyone else is experiencing this where you, where you are, but I went to the grocery store yesterday. They're horribly picked over. There was, at least at Costco, absolutely no poultry whatsoever that, like, you can buy and then do what you want with it. There's plenty of prepackaged stuff and all that garbage that we don't want to buy, but no poultry whatsoever. And I think actually no no ground beef or anything that is of quality that I would actually buy. Um, so, you know, we're, we're maybe potentially, I'm not really sure what's going on, whether it's our weather up here in Alaska or a combination of, you know, COVID and all the stuff that's happened that maybe shut down production or whatever has happened or there's not enough staffing, all kinds of stuff could be going on. But, you know, we're moving towards a point where maybe we're not going to have as much available as we're used to. 
maybe, I don't know, maybe not, not trying to be Debbie Downer or anything, but just giving you some options to experiment with making some alterations to what is in your diet so that you're not shell-shocked when that happens. Or, you know, I saw a lot of, I, I happened to notice this one woman's cart yesterday because we were unloading groceries next to each other. And she had like everything in her cart was organic and quality. And so I'm like, okay, she's someone who who cares. But then I noticed she had the prepackaged, like pre-made frozen chicken breasts. And I'm assuming, I didn't ask her, but assuming it was because there was no other chicken to be found anywhere else in the store, right? And what I inferred, I didn't actually, I, I have nothing to back this up except my own like, you know, deductive reasoning from watching this is that because they're, you know, we start to let go of our values around food quality if something's not available. And so we're like, oh, we'll just get the, you know, whatever the next best thing is. However, that can have some significant impacts on our health and our own well-being. So personally, I choose to go without if I can't get what I want and know and value. I even, my husband, bless his heart, went shopping for me one day and he doesn't really read labels. He also needs reading glasses, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but, you know, he came home, I asked him to get me a big bag of spinach. And so he came home with a huge bag of spinach. And, you know, I, I, I wasn't quite sure how to address it with him because it wasn't organic. And spinach is one of those things that's on the dirty dozen. So it's, it's super dirty. And it's something that I am only going to eat if it's organic. And I was like, how do I handle this? So I just, I finally was like, honey, do you have your receipt from Costco? And he's like, yeah, why? And I was like, well, this finish isn't organic. So I'm, I'm going to go get the organic one. And he was like, and he was really apologetic. He was like, oh man, they were right. Like the label was confusing and whatnot. And so I was like, you're, you're super sweet. And I, I value and appreciate that. And so these are the types of conversations you can have at home. Right. But I actually took the spinach back and exchanged it for what I would actually eat. Like that is how committed I am to the quality of the things that go into my body. You might not be there yet and that's okay, but you want to start to look at some of this stuff. You know, how often are you eating meat? What is the quality of that meat? If you're eating, you know, the moose that your family killed and is providing food for you and you didn't mix it with a bunch of crummy fat, like my husband likes to do, <laughs> you know, you're, you're probably fine. Like you, you can keep doing that, but you don't necessarily need it every day. And so then looking at like, what, you know, what are, what are your values? What are your hard passes? Like clean 15 dirty dozen, pretty easy place to start. It doesn't necessarily have to cost you more money or anything. At least, you know, valuing that, or is it just that, Hey, I'm going to increase the number of vegetables and whatnot that I'm eating. And I'll, I'll worry about the quality later. That's fine. You just want to start to examine and explore this stuff for you because what we put in our bodies is essentially what we're made of. And if we're putting a bunch of junk in our bodies and a lot of high fatty, bad fat, high omega-6 fats in ourselves, all your vegetable oils like canola and um, whatever the other ones, like sesame, all, all, all that stuff, corn oil, all those are high in omega-6s. They also oxidize really quickly, meaning they go rancid and they do that in your body. And so that is not something we want because it causes free radicals, which ultimately lead to cancer down the line or our cells not being as healthy as they can be. That was a really fast little tidbit there. But you want to look at this stuff. So maybe you maybe you focus on meat right now. Maybe you focus on just upping your vegetable intake and whole foods. Maybe you, and by focus on meat, I mean eat less of it. Maybe you do what I am doing and not eat meat from restaurants. Maybe you 
change up the oil that you're using to cook. Maybe you try all that stuff at once, but don't overwhelm yourself. You know, there's lots of different layers and steps with this. So ultimately in answering this, you know, question of to eat meat or not to meet meat, I, you know, I still eat meat and I'm not going to give that up. However, I am committed to eating less of it and having some meals and options and, you know, I've been experimenting with and trying different things and there's all kinds of substitutes now that are soy free and dairy. A lot of them are pea based, you know, pea protein based. So you can try some of that stuff or you can try something new like jackfruit is an awesome, you know, meat substitute that you can make tacos out of, for example. Um, There's all kinds of, of different stuff. And I am of the position and, you know, acknowledge about myself. Like if I'm craving red meat, it is time to eat some red meat. That is one of the the few places we get vitamin B12. So if you're like, I'm totally going off all of it, um, which used to be me, I actually, I had an aversion to touching any kind of meat before I had to go through gross anatomy lab and chiropractic school. And then I kind of got over it, but you know, so I, I just wouldn't, at that point I had it completely backwards. I wouldn't buy or cook meat for myself, but I would eat it if I was eating out. Now I wouldn't do that. I will, you know, get quality stuff and cook it at home and, and do that. And I've even done, you know, gotten a vegetarian option from like a Thai place or something and then added my own chicken just so that I know the quality of what's going into that portion of it. You know, are there things that are still off with eating out? Absolutely. But you can find your, your limits on, on what those are and, you know, what you're going to accept and what you're going to put in your body. So all that to say, you know, it's, it really comes Oh, And if you're going to go completely vegetarian or vegan, you need to make sure you're taking B12 because really the only place that we get that from is meat. So all that to say, you know, this is an invitation to really just look at and evaluate how you're approaching your portions and what you're eating and the quality of it. And, you know, not like I'm trying to be a doomsday prepper, but maybe preparing for having less available. I I think I I probably do this more because I live in Fairbanks, Alaska. And there are times where we just, you know, the barge gets stuck at sea or whatever, and we don't have a lot on the shelves, whether we're in a pandemic or whatever, you know, we're still dealing with or not. And so you learn how to make substitutions and what your hard passes are and, you know, what, what you do instead. And so maybe you start to branch outside the box and, I hear from a lot of, you know, we don't really eat beans anymore. And a lot of those blue zones that I talked about earlier, like that's actually the staple of their diet is beans and some whole unprocessed grains. Like they mill their own wheat for the bread, right? Also in Europe, their grains don't suck as bad as ours. Japan is another, as a zone that has another blue zone there. And there's a couple other around the world, but, um, you know, we don't eat beans and the, so I hear from a lot of women, oh, they make me gassy and blah, blah. And I've experienced this as well. However, I've I've done some research and learning about this. The reason why we have a hard time digesting them is not because there's something wrong with us or with the beans. It's that our gut doesn't maintain the bacteria and whatnot that we need to actually digest them well if we're not eating them. And so we have to eat them regularly enough to rebuild that gut flora. And so it'll only last a little while, but you know, you can start small. Like maybe you just have a tablespoon of beans. And then maybe you, you know, you gradually increase it to where you're not reacting so much if you have a big reaction, but that is another source of, you know, protein of a whole lot of stuff that's plant-based that will give you some of the nutrients and be nutrient dense in the way that you need. 
So with that, nuts are another good source of, you generally high in omega-3s if they're not roasted and salted and covered in whatever, right? You can roast and salt them yourself. That's fine. Because then you have control over what kind of oil they use. Peanut oil is the other one that really sucks. Um, and often what they use to roast nuts. So, you know, you have control over the oil, you have control over the quality of the salt, you can totally do that. But buy the whole, the whole un raw, unadulterated nuts or what are, are best for you. So hopefully this helps serve you. I've kind of been all over the place with this little discussion, but you know, the biggest thing is, especially if you're thinking about it, start to bring small changes and just see how you feel. Maybe you don't go off of it completely, but maybe you, you know, cut down to you're only having meat three times a week instead of seven, or you're only having red meat one day a week, or, you know, just start making and implementing some of those changes and just see how your body feels. Cause I, I again, will infer something here. I'm going to assume that you're going to start feeling better. And I know, like, I know that I need, my body needs some meat not every day and not as frequently as I would normally eat it. And so as long as I find that like happy medium where, you know, I'm good red meat, maybe once a week, I think in the blue zones, they only eat it like twice a month, but we all have to judge what that is for us. Right. And, and figure out where our bodies are happiest and where we feel good, you know, philosophically or with our own integrity and our values when it comes to our food and what we put in our bodies. So again, hope this helped serve you and we will see you all on Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and also leave us a review. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women Community Group on Facebook for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about. Mm -hmm.